There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Pretend you're getting married. Like, you don't have to actually be having a wedding. This is just a scenario that we're all entertaining. Good, because that's a lot of planning. It's fine. You don't have to have a wedding, but... If you were having a wedding, who, what celebrity would you want to officiate that wedding? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Holly Roberts, recently married yourself. Did any celebrities officiate your wedding? No, they did not. <laughs> Fine. But I didn't ask. <laughs> True. And apparently what I'm learning is if you're a celebrity and you ask for another celebrity to officiate your wedding... That other celebrity will recognize the opportunity to get some attention for officiating your wedding, and they'll probably say yes. Because there are two stories of two different celebrities getting married. This all happened last week, and these two celebrities named other celebrities that they wished would officiate their weddings. One was Kristen Stewart. Okay. And remember, she said that she wanted um, Guy Fieri to be her officiant at her wedding. And he was like, yeah, maybe I can make that happen. It's crazy. Meanwhile, also Cal Penn, who is uh, releasing an autobiography, a, a group of memoirs about his, um, I'm sorry, memoires about his life, um, also uh, is uh, considering getting married to his, actually, I think they're going to get married, yeah, his they partner. Got engaged. They're engaged. And uh, he said he wanted Cardi B to officiate. And she basically was like, okay. I'm licensed to do that. Yeah, I so. feel like if a celebrity of a certain stature requests that, you probably make that happen if you're a celebrity because right? it's just the celebrity code. It is. Which but, is why I would never, never do that to another celebrity. But okay. But if you are a non-celebrity yeah. and you were having a wedding oh, sure. and you could pick any celebrity to officiate your wedding, who would it be? 651-641-1071. What celebrity would you have officiate your wedding? Do you guys have an idea? Um, the only person I thought of that would be kind of fun is Betty White. That's what I was thinking for myself, too. Oh, really? Yeah, I oh, thought okay. the exact same thing. Because I right. just thought, you know, who would you want that wouldn't intentionally upstage you, but who would be, like, delightful and yeah. fun and adorable and entertaining for everybody? Yeah. And I felt like Betty White's, like, the perfect person yeah. no, to I, have officiate so. a wedding. Right? Yeah. Holly, did you have any ideas? Along the same lines... But I would like to have Dick Van Dyke. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. Good one. my wedding. Yeah. I feel like, you know, this is what I'm getting from from the three of us is somebody who is sophisticated enough, who has like, who doesn't care about doing it for 
like their own PR. It would really just be about the joy of yeah doing it. Yeah, for and sure. maybe that's just the impression we have. I also maybe would try to coax Richard Simmons out of hiding and. Oh my God! I don't know. Have that kind of like a that weird would be party. A lot. It would be a little bit of a sideshow. Feel like he would be very caffeinated. Mm-hmm. Although these true. days I don't know, but well, we haven't seen him in so yeah, long. We don't know what he's up Is to. He alive? We don't know. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Who? What celebrity would you like to officiate hmm. your wedding? Uh, the phone lines are uh, crack a lacking. People, people have thoughts. They do. Should we go to Sarah? Let's do it. Sarah's on the line. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. What celebrity would you like to officiate your wedding? Well, if I can't marry him, Dave Grohl. Oh, interesting. Why Dave Grohl? I love him. I feel like he's the perfect man. Okay, but Sarah, be honest. That's that's saying something. The name Foo Fighters is a weird name for a band, though, right? But it's Dave, so I feel like it doesn't matter. (laughs) So you're excited about his horror film. I am so excited. I was just wondering if there was going to be any nudity in it. Is that bad to say? No, not on this show. (laughs) You're in the right place, Sarah. Yeah, you've come to the right show. Thanks for your call. I mean, right? Like Zac Efron. Okay. Only if he's shirtless. Uh, Yeah, I'm not having Zac Efron officiate my wedding. That That would would be be really offensive. (laughs) Let's go to Dave. And rude to Jamie. Right? Dave is on the line. Hi, Dave. Dave, Hi. what celebrity would you like to officiate your wedding? Hi, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, that's a good one. Good old Joey yeah. from Friends. Why for? He did a great job with Monica and Chandler's wedding. That's a good point. He's like a fun guy. He did a good job. Mm. You're right. Okay. I think he would. I like that, Dave. Thank you for your call. Uh, let's go to Janet. Hi, Janet. Hi, Janet. Janet, what celebrity would you like to officiate your wedding? Hi, I love Tom Hanks. Yeah, I think Tom Hanks would be good. Yeah, he'd be, like, funny, but also take it seriously. Well, and he's a humble guy. And he's a humble guy. Or at least yeah, knows everybody to... loves him, and yet he wouldn't make it about himself at all. Right? Like, super not, yeah. super not, uh, like, scene stealing. He understands yeah. how this works. Janet, thanks for your call. I will say uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter handle DNice said I would have Tom Hanks officiate because he loves crashing weddings and he's been married for a long time, which is great. Yeah, so he's probably got some advice. Linda said uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, Sonia said Dolly Parton. That's another really good oh, one. Oh, yeah, she'd be good. Right? As long as she would like agree to sing a song. Right. Yeah, I'd want her to perform. Our friend Panda said, I think Jason Momoa would be fun. Hmm. Not only is he really fun with his fans, but I think people would enjoy The View. Yeah, I just, I don't think you can have a sexy per. I could not have a sexy person at my wedding. Mm. Uh, she also said, or The Rock. I love The Rock, she said. Uh, let's go to another Lisa. Or wait, is this our first Lisa? Well, let's go to first Lisa. First Lisa, sorry. I don't think she knows she's first Lisa, That's okay. but you are first Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Lisa, you're the first Lisa. Hi, Lisa. She's like, what? of course I know I'm the right? first Lisa, whatever. Lisa, what celebrity would you like to have officiate your wedding? Hi, you're the Hi. first Lisa. That's you. Hi. Hi, I would choose Nathan Lane. Oh, that's good. Oh. I love him. He's funny. And if he did upstage my wedding, I don't even think I would mind. 
I like that. <laughs> he also would be able to like at least perform a song or yeah. a dance or something. And, musical and theater. And he, he could be male, female, whatever I would choose of the day. He's just awesome. Yeah. I, I love that. That's a great one, Lisa. Thank you for your call. What's he up to? Um, That's a good question, too. What is he up to? Oh, oh wait. You know what? Oh. I want to say I saw, okay, nope, I'm not even going to go down that road. I saw him in something like over kind of the last year talking about Broadway and taking part in like a, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, he's around and he's doing stuff and he is really definitely um, hoping that people will pay good attention to the fact that like Broadway singers, dancers, actors have been out of work for a very long time and need some support. Um, Let's go to the final Lisa. Lisa, you are the final Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, guys. Okay, if you could have any celebrity officiate your wedding, who would it be? First of all, I love all you guys, but oh, it would be you. Jason Matheson. Oh, that's a oh, great one. I, you know what? That's such a good idea. He should. I don't I, know I, if he I'm has a hometown guy. He's so kind. He's funny, and I just think he'd be wonderful. I love that, and I agree with you. And I don't know if he has the power vested in him, but he should. Yeah, but I've been married for twenty-seven years happily, so it ain't gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your call, Lisa. Have a Thanks, great Lisa. day. Uh, well. It's like we've got some celebrities who need yeah. to, you know, Step get cracking and uh, get that uh, get that license so that they can start marrying well, people. And we might have limited time with some of them. So how true that is. Get on the stick. Get busy. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to talk about this page six article uh, about Alec Baldwin and Hilaria Baldwin, who Oof. we call Hillary Baldwin. God, everything's just so depressing. It's just kind of dark and depressing. But we're going to get through it together after this on my talk. One oh seven one. It is kind of dark on this uh, dreary Monday on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. But listen, uh, you know, we have committed to bringing that news to you. And this news uh, actually centers around Alec Baldwin and Hillary Baldwin. Right, Brad? Let's get the Cobra Gang together. Yes. Whenever there's trouble, we're down the double. We're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. Um, I think we need to talk about this page six story. It alleges that Alec and Hilaria are house hunting in Vermont. Now, look, I know there is a tragic nature to their recent exile from um, positive tabloid headlines. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it behooves us to ponder why, in fact, they seem to be very available for the cameras right now. Of course, Alec... Uh, involved in that prop gun shooting on the set of Rust in New Mexico. Well, most recently, we have seen Alec Baldwin and Hilaria Baldwin house hunting in Vermont, which I was like, okay, what? They're house hunting in Vermont? Yeah, that's new. So now recently they, they surfaced in Manchester, and remember, that's where Manchester, Vermont, that's where... Thank you, not England. No, that'd be a little... Uh, that'd be a, a jaunt. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, they were both like on the side of the road, and Hilari was like weirdly filming the paparazzo that was filming Alec asking questions about like what's going on in the investigation. It seemed very clear that he had decided that as Alec Baldwin had decided to talk publicly about what was going on or what he actually because he couldn't really talk about what was going on, but. 
his feelings or just kind of say, like, I get it. You want attention for what's going on right now. So he made a, uh, an effort to speak directly to the paparazzi, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe hoping. I mean, at least our read on it was like hoping that that would give them enough that they would leave them alone. Yeah. Like if we give them a little bit, then uh, we can go about our business and do whatever we want here in Vermont. You know, OK, sure. Yes. And but now, like now, according to um, a source Actually, this alleges that the source is Dirt, and Dirt is apparently a website, which I am not familiar with, Okay, called Dirt.com, established in 2007, that they were spotted house hunting in the area. One of the homes that they toured was a 14,000-square-foot, nine-bedroom property on 13 and a half acres with a dozen bathrooms and goes for $3.6 million. For now, the family is hunkering down in a 4,800-square-foot home on three acres with, quote, Six bedroom suites, each with its own cutesy name and a private bath, and many with a gas fireplace or jetted tub. Okay. Uh, they also apparently have a bar area that the owners call the Thirsty Moose. So, all of this to say, it seems whenever celebrities end up in headlines more than once, I wonder what they're trying to tell me. Right. Because while I understand that, you know, paparazzi are going to try to tail these folks. Because Alec Baldwin tangled up in part of a narrative about a terrible tragedy Mm -hmm. that's in headlines. So I get it. Paparazzi are following them around. Why are there stories about them? Or or I should say, why are they putting themselves out there? I think Mm -hmm. I know the answer, but I'm curious if you have... And I don't think there's just one answer, by the way. But I'm curious if you have any thoughts as to why now... We're seeing these two pop up in Vermont. Okay, so of all places, a couple things. The first thing I want to say is because I can just hear people saying, you know, oh, Colleen and Bradley, you are so you're such skeptics. You think that you know uh, when people are photographed by the paparazzi, it's because they asked for that, right? And yes, there are times where we have discussed, like for example, the Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck's. Of the world, it seems like those are some agreed upon outings. Yeah. That said, we're not we're not so dull as to believe that in this case, I don't think Alec Baldwin is asking for the paparazzi to follow him to Vermont. There's he clearly is a person that is of interest to the paparazzi right now. And so, yes, they probably did hop on airplanes and travel to wherever he was so that they could kind of get. A story that said, I think what your question is, is like, why then are they knowing that the paparazzi are there waiting for them? Why are they meandering around downtown wherever Vermont, Manchester, Manchester, Vermont, like kind of being out and about for the photo? And by the way, they're like not with their kids. Their kids aren't with. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Them and these jaunts, right? No, they are. They were in that one where they were on the side of the road. They were in the car yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. But when they're out and about kind of sauntering downtown. I mean, I no, see, they're not like hand in hand. Yeah, not at all. So there's something about that that says like, okay, they've made themselves available for the paparazzi. And the only thing I can, I mean, I think one possibility for me is the fact that they really want the, they want the messaging to be like, we can't be in the community of Hollywood. Like we are so we are grieving. We need to get away from this. We need quiet. Right. That seems like that's the message they're giving. Yeah. And I don't know if they've got some like personal connection to Manchester. Perhaps they do. I imagine there's a reason that they're there in the first place. And I don't know enough of the details to speculate as to why they chose that particular area. But what I will say is like from besides the obvious, which is, uh, they would like to not focus on the negative, so they're going to be as far away from that place as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. I also think, you know, like you, you mentioned that um, people would, like, we're not suggesting that... Uh, here's what I will say. I am not... I. I think they understand. I think Alec Baldwin of all people understands Mm -hmm. that your career as an actor lives and dies by the perception by the public Mm -hmm. and your only way to survive. Like there is the, there is the actual incident that will be adjudicated by a court of law. If somebody, if a law was broken Mm -hmm. beyond that, this is all about his image. Yeah. And what they're doing right now, I would imagine, is executing a plan that has probably been helped put together by like a crisis PR person Mm -hmm. who's like, you guys need to be out and about looking like a family. You need to be out and about looking like you're trying to, I don't know, do things that don't remind people that you shot and killed someone, Mm -hmm. albeit perhaps we don't know, assuming giving him the benefit of the doubt accident, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody's questioning that it's not an accident, right? Mm-hmm. So all of that aside, like you need to do everything you can if you want to save your career by not appearing to be the guy who pulled a gun. Right. People will have sympathy for you. Yeah. If you are seeking pulled solitude. A gun, a gun, yeah. No, it's okay. Seeking solitude in Manchester, Vermont in yeah. a way that they would also, not probably... Maybe I mean we'd we'd have sympathy regardless, but this will sort of like gives it a different image of like he's going for the peace and quiet of a small town so that he can kind of gather yeah, himself, so this, right? There's so a, there's a story that you can even tell. though we feel bad providing you know sort of cynical um, motives right. on on what he's doing. I don't know that they feel bad because, again, this is life or death in terms of their career. Mm -hmm. Again, remember, we're dealing with another half of this family who's already been through a PR crisis and disaster. Mm -hmm. And if you want me to believe that they haven't been working hand in glove with those people to try to salvage the reputation and image that he has, I mean, I was born at night. Not a while, not a while. 
When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them. That name is... Demons. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Miss the oh, celebrities behaving badly. We tell them about, uh, we tell you about them every day. We also would tell them about you as well, but we don't usually have that opportunity. On the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. We have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. That name is Debugs. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Chris Pratt again, you guys. Oh wow, what's uh, the Prattmeister up to? Well, let's all let's all take a moment to remember Friday when <laughs> when he was our d bag uh, because of uh, the things that he said about the ownership of his wife and <laughs> also oh, how proud he was of their marriage because Very man she was forward. Oh yeah, because she was able to supply him with a healthy uh, daughter. Um, and the reason why that was kind of a rude thing to say was because he has another child, a son, with his ex-wife, Anna Ferris. That child was born uh, premature and with many health issues. And so a lot of people read into that because there was a lot of other disgusting, misogynistic stuff happening in that post. Um, as that he was saying, you know, that like... His wife is uh, the best sample of humanity because she was able to, um, you know, push forth into the world the fruit of his loins yeah, uh, in, in a healthy manner. Any whoosie whatsie. Here's why he's the D-bag. So he was a D-bag for that on Friday, and he, the hits keep coming because uh, Chris Pratt made a uh, an Instagram live where he talked about his feelings after the aftermath and people's response to that post oh, that he made on Instagram. So that got under his skin. How, or, I don't know, did it? Because here's what he said. I went to bed last night really kind of upset and depressed. This was on Friday on his Instagram story. And I woke up feeling crappy and I didn't want to work out. Okay. Aww. I know. I knew, I knew that if I put on my Christian music playlist and oh, I got out what? of the woods and... What? Ran that I'd feel better, but I just didn't want to, and I did it anyways. And gosh, was I right? It felt amazing. I got out of the woods, mm-hmm. got my blood pumping. Okay. That moment, it really captured me. So I just want to say, all glory to God. Okay. Um. So anyway, he wants you to know he had a rough day mm-hmm. because of what he said, mm-hmm. and that people reacted to his words yeah. in a negative way. And he, it was so bad, you guys. He didn't even feel like working out, but, but, but he did his praise, his praise music got him out there and now he's fine. So no harm, no foul. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Um, so don't like, there's all kinds of like (laughs) subcontext in there, which like, is like, I felt bad again. These were your words. Imagine how yeah, other he people felt. He's not like addressing the thing. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. No, but I'm totally addressing the thing by not addressing the thing. Right. I, just, I, I mean, honestly, if, some, but this is not how he moves. I would just, if somebody criticized something, like if something blew up on social media and it was not what I intended, I would say like, I think you guys maybe uh, misunderstood or read too much into what I was saying. Sorry. Cause like, I don't, I mean, it's his social media. Yeah. He doesn't owe anybody an explanation mm-hmm. for what he posts. But you are a public figure, so you're going to expect that people will react. Mm-hmm. So, like, if people mistook what you said, maybe just clarify or right. just say, like, you know, give them some fingers. I mean, I don't know. But, like, 
sort of being passive aggressive about it doesn't probably seem like the most direct way to, to deal with. Like if you're going to oh, do yeah. clap back corner, do clap back corner. Like and clap if you all need, the way back. Like the Christian version of that, just go to Candace Cameron Bure because she is an expert in clap back Christian mm-hmm. corner. Mm-hmm. But no, instead, he all he did is say, my words affected me in this way, and here's how I dealt with it. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I just, like, I don't have time for that. <sighs> thanks, but no thanks, Thank Chris you. Pratt. I'm good, Chris thanks. Pratt. Bye. Who's your teabag, Bradley? Uh, my teabag. Actually, this is a part two to the part one Ooh. that I shared on Friday. Oh, and- my gosh. Look at that. We both had part twos. Yes. Um. Actually, but no, wait. Was mine a part? Did I just talk about it as a story? I don't remember now because Friday, last week was a blur. It was a blur. But I did talk it was, about it, it was at some Thursday. point. Okay, Thursday, that makes sense. Thursday, I talked about Aaron Rodgers and this whole weird, mm-hmm. like, I was immunized. They go, hey, were you vaccinated? I was immunized. Turns out that his version of immunized is not what we thought it was. And he thought he was being really clever by, like, answering with a different word. And, like, maybe we just wouldn't notice. Well, like... The people he works for noticed. Yeah. That became a story, and I'm not here to debate the story other than to say it seems pretty dumb to think you're a public figure and you're going to essentially lie to everyone and it's not going to get found out at some point. So right. Like that, I mean, that's one issue, right? So that was why he was initially my D-bag. But now it's because of Shailene Woodley, the other half of this publicationship, Watchers. So she, and it's a two-parter of a two-parter. So the second part, of course, of this narrative is now my D-bag today, Shailene Woodley. The two-parter of this story is on on the one hand, she posted, she did that thing that I love uh, that people do on Instagram where they just vague book and they post something addressing the issue, kind of like what you just described on the part mm-hmm. of Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Like, Chloe, I'm gonna, it's, this is like a Khloe Kardashian yeah, like, move. Yeah. To all the haters in the world. Like, okay, I see what you're doing. Anyway, what she did was post a quote cryptic. Um, it's a cryptic quote, but it's Great. like it's like such a perfectly Shailene Woodley image. It's like this like Earth Mother with long hair who's got um, some some astrology symbols and things and eats clay and is well that. I think Shailene does that on her own. But mm. this image is oh, like okay. this graphic of like a, a woman coming out of the water. Anyway, the, the quote is, calm seas may bring you peace, but storms are where you will find your power. Now, that comes on the heels as her boyfriend is getting like blown up in social media mm-hmm. or is blowing up in social media, right? <laughs> Thank you. Is that the sound of like a big fart? Because that's what this sounds like to me. <laughs> so that happens. She posts a cryptic tweet. Thanks, Chloe. Um, but wait, there's more. So not content to just have her cryptic quote. Then she claps back because the Internet is like, oh, she just posted a cryptic quote. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, no, I didn't. And what she she what? responded by saying essentially after posting this that Insta story with you know calm storm blah 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 she then uh, came back for people and said okay now I need to pull this up because oh I'm looking at the wrong thing hold on she then basically slammed everybody who took her at her word and her cryptic quote and pointed it out 
and said, quote, do you even know how stories work? Just read somewhere that the media is claiming I deleted an Insta story amid the chaos. And it was an astrology post of all things. It was not cryptic at all, you dummies. <gasps> ah! Rude! <laughs> Do you even know how stories work, brah? She also, said bra. who's calling us dummies? She is. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, she is. Yeah. She called us dummies and then used the word bra. Like, no. I can't even with no. you. They self-delete after 24 hours, literally lolling over here over your determination to make a story out of nothing, grasping at straws, my dears. Mm, okay, well, grasping at straws. Nope, you actually made it pretty easy. Don't have to grasp. It's right there for me to suck on. Uh, and also, as for making a story out of nothing, that's actually a really big story. I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan or football fan. Mm-hmm. But like what he pulled is a huge story Mm -hmm. and whether whatever you think about it doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. but it's like it was headline news because he like and it came with an enormous yeah, it came with an enormous amount of privilege and yeah. And so are you surprised that people would then look to his girlfriend if she started posting Insta quotes like you're calling people dummies for just doing math? No. Honey. Mm-hmm. Honey. Also, I can see why that might be a surprise because you're not really his girlfriend. <laughs> Sorry, also, I said it. I said it. Publication mm-hmm. shift. Lying mm-hmm. to me. Don't call me dumb. I see she you. She called us dummies I and she you. also called us bra and I hate that. So Oof. please don't. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Holly, your thoughts? On all of it? Oh, you just sounded like you were having a thought moment. I mean, there are a lot of thoughts. Yeah. And I don't appreciate the behavior of Shailene Woodley. It's called gaslighting. Thank you. Yeah. Where you're like, how dare you react to something I did? Right. I didn't do it. You thought I did did it. Ew. The fact that you... It's like somebody (laughs) posting like, like what would be a good example? I don't know. like, Like your weird horny post. And then somebody goes, okay, that was a weird horny post. And you're like, ew, how dare so you gross. think about horniness? Yeah. Yeah, Icky. You, you set the thirst you're trap. You're a pervert for thinking I was posting something horny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, your, your boobs were out. So what was I supposed to think? Yeah. 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 We see you. We see <laughs> Shane you. Shane Yeah. Go eat some clay. <sighs> she likes clay, by the way. That's why we keep saying that. Yeah. She she has shared yes. on the record yes. that she literally likes to eat clay. Yeah. For its mm-hmm. health purposes. Medicinal purposes. Don't even get me started, dummies. <laughs> but you know, and I wish somebody would go deeper on this because I don't typically think it's anybody's business what you so like the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, right? Like Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't got time for that right now. Mm-hmm. I got so much other stuff in my life. If he wants to be a weirdo about um, that kind of stuff, I don't even want to talk about it because I just don't want to stir the hornet's nest. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I hope somebody does some digging because I just have this feeling that Shailene Woodley is somehow an influence or, uh, yeah. or connected to the sort of weird thinking that led to Aaron Rodgers using the term immunized yeah. and going to, again, no judgment, a homeopathic practitioner to raise his, quote, antibodies. Yeah, which... Whatever that means. But again, no judgment. I'm just saying, I think there's some dots that uh, uh, an astute yeah. reporter could connect if they haven't already well you're no dummy bradley yeah that's true 
you're no dummy like she thinks brah. you are. But also, brah, she like you're you know, you keep saying no judgment, which I respect, but at the well, same just time, I don't want emails. I That's the only you. reason I'm saying that. I just don't want to argue with people about it because it's just not worth it. It isn't worth it. But also the like if there's an any argument at all, I mean the NFL was very clear about what they were what they were requiring. And Aaron Rodgers made up his own rules. Yeah. Which that and to your point, Shailene Woodley, it smells a little bit I like I just feel Shailene like she Woodley. was like, you know, actually. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. Now she's going to clap back at me. I don't need that in my life. She Go doesn't away. care. It's fine. It's all good. When we return. I bring this clay in peace. Thank you. Please eat of it. <laughs> when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, you know, we got real sciencey all last week as we were raising money for the Minnesota Academy of Science. And it got me in this like sciencey mood. And it made me think about. Uh, the fact that the Oregon Trail, the game that you used to play when you were a kid, is about to turn 50. And there's a really Girl. interesting story that has a local connection behind it that I wanted to share with you in a little segment we call Because Science after this on My Talk 1071. It's Well, there are so many things that we are celebrating right now, but there's a big thing that we're celebrating next month, uh, Bradley Trainer. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Yep. And we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Oregon Trail. Yay! Do you want to know why? Why? Because... Oh! See what you did there. Okay. So, uh, it turns out we got real science-y over the last week while we raised money for the Minnesota Academy of Science, and it kind of got me in the science mindset. And I thought... This is a science. This is a story about computer science because here's how the story goes. And it has a Minnesota connection. So the Oregon Trail, like I don't know, you played that when you were young, right? Oh, on of course. on I your think Apple II. For my generation, that was the first uh computer game we played. Right? In school anyway. I remember playing it in the computer lab or in the the media center yeah. at school on the Apple IIGS. It was that or number munchers and I vastly preferred the Oregon Trail. And so what I didn't know is that this story all started right here in Minnesota in 1971. Right in our own backyard. Right in our own backyard. Right in Brooklyn Center. The story goes like this. Uh, three guys, Bill Heineman, Paul Dillenberger, and Don Rawich, they were, um, they were roommates. And they were finishing up their student teaching in the Minneapolis public schools. And one of them had come up with this idea of a board game that would teach students about the realities of pioneer life and the Oregon Trail. And then the other guy, one of the other guys was like, hey, you know what? This would be a great computer program. So then another guy was like, oh, yeah, I took like I took a computer programming class. Like, let's put this together. And so they worked around the clock. They were now. This is what I find interesting because I don't really understand like the progression of computers. But apparently, the school computer that they used at the time was a teletype machine that had no screens or graphics connected to a mainframe um, by a telephone modem that would print a question on a roll of paper, and then the player would then type in the answer. 
didn't know that. Computers, man. I know, right? Just think about how much those have changed. Anyway, as we all know now, because we've all played the Oregon Trail, I hope, the goal of the game was to lead a wagon train from Missouri to Oregon. And this was all taking place in the 1840s. You had to survive hazards like crossing rivers, hunting for food, and of course, dying of dysentery, which we all did multiple times, many times over. Anywho. What I think is so interesting is they first tried this on their own classroom, on uh, on one of their classrooms, and they said it was such a great hit that kids were in line in the morning waiting to get in so they could play the Oregon Trail. Oh, sure. So then shortly after that, the Minneapolis Public Schools, uh, the uh, Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium, bundled the Oregon Trail with some of their other software bundles, like educational bundles, and they like pushed it out across the state. And the piece that I find the most stunning about all of this is those three men that I mentioned before have earned nothing. They, this could have been like a mult, this could have been their million dollar idea. If this were to come about today, it'd be a far different place. Completely. But they just have the joy of knowing that they were the seed that was planted, uh, that has changed the lives of not just Minnesota school kids, like across the entire country, the Oregon Trail became yeah. like It's a just thing. another reason for Minnesotans to pat themselves on the back and feel good about their contribution to society because, as you said, they were part of the MECC, which there's actually a really cool um, exhibit at the Pavic Museum of Electronic Communication right over in St. Louis Park, by the mm-hmm. way. They're offering a buy one, get one ticket offer for my talker. Yes! Which you'll hear me talk about later in the show. But there is a whole exhibit for uh, the Oregon Trail and its Minnesota roots. So Minnesotans should feel very proud that they have a direct connection to one of the most iconic games of all time, which you can still play on your phone, by the way. You totally can. And there's a card game now. There's a like I think there's like a separate like handheld console that my kids used to have. The thing about the Oregon Trail is, again, like I think back to the 1980s when I was playing that in the media center uh, at field at uh, Eugene Field Elementary School. Um, Mrs. Lind, thank you very much, was our uh, media center teacher and like we i would sit in the corner and i would just like get so frustrated because i died of dysentery all the time or cholera i think we also died of like i was always dying i could never make it to the end of the game but little did i know that the thing i was playing that everybody across the country was playing had gotten its start in a minneapolis public school It's fascinating. Yeah, no, absolutely. By, and by student teachers, no less. And again, I just go back to the things we've talked about over the past week, how absolutely vital and important the uh, the uh, STEM academics are mm-hmm. um, and how it has been touching us since our since we were young. Oh, and for sure. And it continues to be more and more important. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And you just think about like... Somebody, what if one of those three guys would have had that idea and one of them hadn't just taken a computer programming class, that idea may have just been a card game and died right there, right? Oh, for sure. Or a board game. Uh, and now it is, everybody knows the Oregon Trail. Yeah, I mean, it's literally a part of the pop culture sort of uh, landscape. I mean, yeah. you can just reference Oregon Trail and people know exactly what you're talking about, which is funny because... I don't know how many young kids have actually played the Oregon Trail, but... I think they do still play it. They play a different version. Like, we played that old DOS system, like, green, 
beep, 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 like not well animated. And I loved that. And I will say I tried to play it with my kids on a different type of and it like the graphics were too good. And I was like, no, this isn't how the Oregon Trail is (laughs) played. Like this is a little too actual real lifey. I need more edges to my graphics. (laughs) I need need less bits. There was like a lot of color. And I was like, no, we just look at green and black. That's it. That's all I know. Um, And they and of course, they would think that the way that we played it was so ridiculous. But it's still I mean, they yeah, but their kids are going to think they're, you know, the way they played games are like you actually had to use a computer. What? it's not just burned into your genetics. What? Right. No, but um, but anyway, those three those three young young men are now, uh, you know, older men and they are uh, celebrating the 50th anniversary next month of the birth of the Oregon Trail. Yeah. The game, the Oregon Trail, the real Oregon Trail has been around for a while. I mean, yeah, no, that was Again, before computers. Yeah, actually. Bef- like pre 1900s. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Although Science. I will say to bring it all back to the Pavic Museum right in our own backyard, thank you very much. Um, they actually have the technology that Civil War soldiers used to. There's an exhibit for that to see like how they were communicating during the Civil War. I had no idea there was like electronic communication in the Civil War. I'm like, it's what? amazing. They had electric electrical things. You know, I'm actually thought- so stupid, but no, you just don't fit. You think of like somebody on a horse. Or like a cannon, you know what I mean? Like oh, you don't no. think of the telegraph being used to like send electronic messages uh, during the 1860s. Well, I don't feel like they make that well known. I remember, I think my husband and I were watching a movie that was set during the Civil War, and you know they were talking about like troop movements, and I was like, "How are they? How do they know?" Yeah, well, but apparently, turns out, yeah. Hmm, look at that. Bradley will tell us more about the Pavic Museum a little bit later and also tell us how we can take advantage of that two-for-one deal. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, what's the food trend you want to leave behind in 2021? 651-641-1071. Now's your chance. You can leave back a food trend. What is it going to be? After this on My Talk 1071.